Good morning. Tomorrow is primary day, and it won't be a normal primary day. This year, voters will pick candidates from the most crowded field of primary contenders in the history of Virginia's 10th Congressional District. For Monday, June 11th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Tomorrow, voters will be picking their candidates from the most crowded field of contenders in the history of 10th Congressional District primaries, and Republicans will be selecting a challenger for Senator Tim Kaine. In the wake of the 2016 election of President Donald J. Trump and the controversies, scandal, and investigations that have embroiled the White House and Congress since, Democrats have surged to run for office, including at one time as many as 11 candidates for Representative Barbara Comstock's seat. As voters head into the polls, six Democrats are still competing. Of those Democrats, only one has held elected office before, State Senator Jennifer Wexton. Wexton, who has garnered endorsements from a host of national, state, and local Democrats, will compete with infectious disease scientist Julia Biggins, former Obama administration official and nonprofit executive Allison Friedman, Army veteran and consultant Dan Helmer, attorney and former federal prosecutor Paul Pelletier, and small business owner and former Obama administration official Lindsey Davis Stover. Whoever comes out on top of that contest will be competing with Representative Barbara Comstock, assuming she makes it past a primary challenge from the right from Shack Hill. As I mentioned, Wexton is the clear Democratic establishment favorite with endorsements from Democrats from Congress down to the local town councils. Helmer has spent the most time in the national spotlight, attracting national media attention for his TV spots and appearances. And according to Federal Elections Commission's records, Friedman has handily outraised all the other candidates in the race. By far the largest single donor to the Friedman campaign is Allison Friedman herself, having given the campaign more than a million dollars. But even subtracting that money, Friedman has outraised her nearest competitor, Wexton, by almost $300,000. And in this very purple district, Democrats have targeted Comstock as a vulnerable seat as they try to regain control of the House of Representatives. The last time Comstock faced an election two years ago, Luann Bennett became the first 10th district Democrat to win in Loudoun since 1978, but only by 150 votes. But although Comstock narrowly lost Loudoun across the district, she beat Bennett comfortably. But then again, the district also heavily favored Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump. Comstock won the district by six points, Clinton won it by 10 points, and Clinton won Loudoun by nearly 17 points. Then last year, Democrats had a big year in state elections, putting Democrat Ralph Northam in the governor's mansion and flipping 15 Republican seats in the House of Delegates. In Loudoun, all but one delegate is now a Democrat, and Comstock now shares territory with only three Republicans in the state House of Delegates. Her district, which stretches from the West Virginia border to McLean, shares territory with nine Democrats in the state House of Delegates.
But all that said, I'm out of the prediction game, and before we can get to Democrats versus Republicans, we have to get through Democrats versus Democrats and Republicans versus Republicans in the primaries. On the Senate side, Republicans will select from among three candidates for their nominee to pit against first-term incumbent Democrat Senator Tim Kaine in November. E.W. Jackson, who most recently was the party's nominee for lieutenant governor, is making a second run for the seat. Prince William County Board of Supervisors Chairman Corey Stewart is mounting another statewide campaign after seeking the party's nomination for governor last year. And Nick Freitas, a U.S. Army veteran who represents the 30th District in the House of Delegates, is also running. Freitas was in town over the weekend, campaigning with Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, and we've got a story on our website, so go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, last week a federal jury convicted a former CIA case officer on espionage charges related to his sending classified documents to China. According to court records and evidence presented at trial, in March and April of 2017, Kevin Patrick Mallory, 61, who lives north of Leesburg, traveled to Shanghai and met with Michael Yang, whom he believed was working for the People's Republic of China Intelligence Service. Mallory, a U.S. citizen who speaks fluent Mandarin Chinese, told FBI agents he traveled to Shanghai to meet with Yang and Yang's boss. Yang gave Mallory what the FBI called a covert communications device, a Samsung Galaxy smartphone, on which FBI agents found a message from Mallory to Yang in which Mallory stated he could return to China in June and he could bring the remainder of the documents with him at that time. There was also a handwritten list of eight classified documents. Four of them were found stored on the device, three of which contained classified information. Mallory has held numerous positions with various government agencies and several defense contractors, including working as a covert case officer for the CIA and an intelligence officer for the Defense Intelligence Agency. He had a top-secret security clearance until October 2012 when he left government service. He was convicted of conspiracy to deliver, attempted delivery, delivery of defense information to aid a foreign government, and making material false statements. He faces a maximum penalty of life in prison when sentenced on September 21st, although actual sentences for federal crimes are generally less than the maximum penalty. After the Virginia General Assembly voted this year to strip much funding from the Northern Virginia Transportation Authority to help pay for Metro, it seemed like Hillsborough's $12 million traffic calming project had fallen off the bottom of the list. The difference in funding to the NVTA was the difference in funding or not funding the project on Route 9. Hillsborough area Loudoners didn't take it sitting down. In fact, they packed a public hearing on the authority's $1.2 billion six-year funding plan, and it seems to have made all the difference. The authority's Planning Coordination and Advisory Committee has unanimously recommended a six-year funding plan that includes funding for the Hillsborough project. Hillsborough Mayor Roger Vance has argued the project is not only cheap and ready to start, but one of the most cost-effective projects in the NVTA's list and that stretching funding out for the project will cause the town to lose millions in cost savings the town has already found. And he said this is a project that could start and finish before most of the other projects on the NVTA's list could start construction. In an email to constituents last week, Vance celebrated the change in fortunes. He wrote, quote, Your support and the large number of comments submitted were noted as being extraordinary in their volume, content, and eloquence. I am certain the outpouring of public support was instrumental in convincing a number of board members to vote to include our project. End quote. The NVTA will make a final vote on this June 14th. 
Vance said there was no reason to expect a change from the committee's recommendation. In fact, he is coordinating with NVTA staff about attending a groundbreaking ceremony less than a month later during the town's Independence Day festivities on July 1st. Loudoun overall stands to get $337.3 million in NVTA funding for 11 projects, well over the previous draft recommendation of $303 million for six projects. That would mean of all the Northern Virginia jurisdictions and regional organizations in this six-year plan, Loudoun gets just over a quarter of all the funding. We've got the full list of projects in the story on our website. And I feel like I've been talking for a while, so just one last thing. Happy birthday, Black Hoof Brewing Company. Just a few days after claiming its first gold medal in the Virginia Craft Beer Cup, Black Hoof cut the cake on its one-year anniversary, closing out a remarkable first year of operation in which the brewery has helped fuel downtown Leesburg's resurgence. Owners Bill and Nikki Haas thanked their lender, the greatest staff, and their patrons. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, Equality Virginia's Transgender Advocacy Speakers Bureau will present a gender identity talk tonight at 7 p.m. at the Ashburn Library. Former Marine, parent of three sons, cyclist, and IBM technical salesperson Connie Rice will be sharing her personal journey and experience, followed by a Q&A. Again, it's at 7 p.m. at the Ashburn Library. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, notify the Chinese government, although... I encourage you to do it through more above-board channels and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.